Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Bursting through a dimensional door, coming to you from the west cabin in a balmy 32 degrees. This is Dyson Pipes. I'm Brian. What's going on, Chris? I've been better. Oh, boy. One of those days. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, you can find us on the Instagrams, the Reddits, and the U-Chats, and whatever the fuck, at Dice and Pipes. Uh, it's a great day. I don't know what your fucking problem is. It was a great day. Okay, let's just let's get into it. Let's let's. No, no, no. I want to know why you're so why you're so happy. Uh, it doesn't matter. Your let's... arms are flailing. <laughs> you're like you're ready to go today. I'm I'm all gussied up. Gussied. I'm gussied up. Okay. That's why. That's, that's how I feel right now. I, I got came the fireplace here. going. This is my this is my favorite time of year to record. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. I love the weather. I love the the atmosphere outside. Autumn, my favorite. Like fall is my favorite season. And I was happy coming over here. I mean, you saw that, obviously, less than five minutes ago. I was in a great mood until two things happened. Number one, I had a coughing fit. I thought I was going to die. I thought you were going to have to rush me to the hospital, which was going to do two things. Number one, it was going to make us not record. And number two, it was going to take away my opportunity to potentially see your garbage man get crushed today. <laughs> and and those are two <laughs> things that I live for. Um, and secondly, I, I, I fucking break open my, my Zippo lighter and, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, I ran out of fluid. As I'm starting my pre-light, it just fucking flamed out. It makes me sad. I feel like you're being punished by, uh, by the Lord. The Lord. By the Lord uh, for giving me such a hard time because I was using this, this trusty, all-reliable Bic. Well, now I have to use the Bic. Yeah, a lot. You use it a lot. Lately. I know. This is like the last, what, two weeks or two out of three weeks? No, I want you Why to... Why do I hear like a buzz in my... Sounds like a buzz every single time I talk. You may be having a heart attack. It was from my coughing fit, thanks to Sam. I, I, yeah. I coughed something up, and the only way to suppress it was to down a gigantic... What? Gigantic <laughs> gulp of whiskey. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> We have uh, we have to give away stuff today. Now, yes. I feel like we've been reading the reviews mm-hmm. on the D and D side of things, and I, we have one more review to go through. Uh, however, I believe we should do the giveaway on the Warhammer side. Give the Warhammer a little love, a little giveaway love. Wait, oh, you're right. I don't think we've really read any of the reviews on the Warhammer. I don't side. think so. Okay. Well, you said that there's a new review, so we can read the new review here, and then on the Warhammer side, we'll announce the winner and right. read that review. Yes. Well done. 
And I think what I might do is just pre-record it and just drop it in randomly somewhere during a discussion. So you have to listen to the entire episode. <laughs> so it could be in the gameplay. You would never you know. You never know. You have no idea. It's just it's going to drop in. <laughs> All right. Good, good. I, I, that's fair. Yeah. So we'll announce the whole thing. You're just going to plug it in at some point during the Warhammer uh, maybe. episode. We'll see, how it, we'll see how saucy I'm feeling right, by the good, time good. it gets to the Warhammer episode. Fantastic. Let me put my Zippo away. All right. Good. Uh, so other than that, I'm great. Good. Yep. I've been very frustrated with Red Dead Redemption 2. You have been very frustrated just in general, it seems like. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why. You know, especially with that game, I, I, I want to... I think I'm holding on to the memories that I had of Red Dead Redemption, hoping that that Red Dead Redemption 2 would be the same, if not better. And I don't know what it is. There's a lot of things. I don't know if just as I get older, because how long ago was Red Dead Redemption out? Like 10 years ago? So, Eight years yeah, ago? Yeah, a while ago. <clears throat> so I don't know if it's just a product of myself getting older and I'm just getting cranky in my old age. What is that buzzing? I don't know what it is. It might just be my... Is your, uh, is your heater on oscillate? No. Hmm. It's on fucking ball mode. Because I can hear your heater. No, that's not. It's every time I hear myself talk, I hear like a slight buzz. Like a slight. Hello? Hello? I don't know. It's got like a very low hum. Yeah, I don't hear anything. All right. So then it's probably my headphones. Well, I think we've established that we are a... uh, a quality audio podcast. That is, that is true. <clears throat> and and thank you to the savages out there that actually spent the time and either downloaded or listened to the, the Creep Show 2 episode. Because there were quite a few people, <laughs> actually, when you take a look at the numbers, that actually like stomached their way through that. So I give those motherfuckers credit. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough proposition. When the co-hosts of the show that recorded it couldn't even listen to it. Couldn't and wouldn't. And would. I refused. Yeah. Five minutes. Not even. I don't even know if I made it five minutes. I kept uh, scrubbing through, hoping at hoping beyond hope. Yeah. That at some point, the mics were on, and alas, maybe Barry got so excited because he remembered the uh, the, the the lake scene, and he was probably touching himself in hopes of seeing that chick's titties. It's just it's frustrating because uh, not to not to make this a bigger deal than it really ultimately is, but. Like, I thought that was actually a pretty fun show. Each There were three little mini stories in Creepshow 2, for those of you who have never seen it. Uh, and the point was to listen to our stupid commentary and watch the movie either with the volume very low or on mute. Uh, and the first the first story was of the the uh, Indian chief um, attacking the, the bad guys, uh, which that was just us, you know, kind of trying to be as politically incorrect as possible. The second story turned into a betting game of which chick was going to show her tits yes. first. And that was the running theme of that entire story. And then the third story with the hitchhiker turned into uh, a drinking game of every time the guy said, thanks for the ride, lady, we took shots. Yeah. So every story had its own little feel to it. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, you know. Technical difficulties. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you really can't blame it on anybody in particular. It's just the overall. That's true. It did, according to the show notes, it did say the show was experiencing technical difficulties. Right. What are you going to do? Shit happens. We'll get it right next time. Mm-hmm. Let's not dwell on the past. No. <clears throat> it's a beautiful day Let's out. Let's talk about the future. 
Uh, let's talk about the drinking tobacco, shall oh, we? Oh, yes, please. Uh, what are you drinking over on your end of the spectrum? You know, I was about to request Michter's, which I'm slowly falling in love with. I hope my wife isn't listening. But I was slowly falling in love with, with Michter's. I, I don't know if people follow us on, on Instagram, but you can if you want to at Dyson Pipes. I, uh, I found myself the other day, <clears throat> I think it was Wednesday, uh, I decided I was in the mood for an old-fashioned. And I do fancy myself an old-fashioned every so often. And I, not to pat myself on the back, but I think I make a pretty good old-fashioned. So, so I broke out. I'm looking through my, uh, through my liquor, my bar, and um, I see the... Sorry, let, let me... Uh, hold on. I, I hate my life. Um, yeah, I ended up making an old-fashioned with a little uh, Michter small batch bourbon. And it was actually, dude, it was really, really, really good. So <clears throat> I had I had a little old-fashioned with the Michters, and I, uh, I also smoked uh, my little Morgan Bones little ants with some opening night in it. And it was a great combination. I enjoyed it. I was going to bring the Michters over here, but then, you know, I was talking with Clyde and Michael, and Michael was a little upset. He didn't want me driving with alcohol, so he was like, look, don't, don't do that. So I said, that's fine. So he provided for me today. Wait, 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 wait. What? He didn't want you driving with alcohol? Well, he knew that it was open. He why, was looking out for me. Why he did, can't you just put it in the back seat or in the trunk? Well, you don't know what's going on these days. What happens if as I'm driving, I hit a bump, the seat falls down, now it's exposed. I, God forbid, get pulled over because the cops around here, it's, they see everything. And they just happen to notice this open container in the back or trunk of my car. And then I get arrested before we can uh, record the show. Because I may or may not have drank a lot last night, and the alcohol would still be in my system if I had to uh, perform a breathalyzer. May or may not. I don't know. Look, they were just looking out for my safety. Okay. You know? Sure. They want the show to continue, and they realize that it's very difficult, even though we have listened to some podcasts that have been done in prisons, I don't think we want to add this one to the list. No, I don't think you can smoke pipes in prison. You can use them as a shank. I have it on good authority that you could kill a motherfucker. With a pipe? With a pipe. Not a metal pipe. I know a metal pipe. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get your hands on Any it. Any pipe. Any pipe. A briar pipe. Yeah. With an acrylic stem. Kill a motherfucker. You're going to be able to... Right in the eyeball. Oh, shit. That's not good. Well, you could probably... Yeah, you could probably file down the acrylic into a nice sharp point. Right. And if that doesn't work, I, I do understand that if you punch somebody up into the nose with the palm of your hand, it mm -hmm. stuffs the nose bones into the brain, killing them. Yes, yes. It, tiger claw, right? Don't you have to like fold your, your fingers yeah. in? And it takes out their eyeballs at the same time. So, <laughs> so you're sending nose bone. Kai! <laughs> nose bone to the brain? Yes. Tiger claws to the eyes. Very good. So to, to bring this wagon full circle here, uh, I am drinking... Maker's Mark, which is an oldie but a goodie. Yes. I enjoy it. And I've paired that. I I'm on this uh, Cornell and Deal opening night kick. I'm smoking that in my uh, <clears throat> my Savinelli Atello, which is this real cool uh, 614 is the number shape that Savinelli refers to this as. How about you, fine fella? I am drinking one of the most deceptive whiskeys I've ever had. Uh, High West Whiskey, American Prairie Bourbon. Now, this bottle uh, retailed for about 50 bucks. Uh, 
Hold on, that was fifty dollars. Yeah, that's not like a shooter whiskey. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you right now. Not that I want to make you pump the brakes on your story, but it looks like the way that bottle is designed, it looks like you stored it under your car for like a week in your driveway. Yeah, there's like weird. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it, like blemishes all over the glass, which I believe is intentional because it's it's like little micro bubbles. Well, that's where your $50 went. <laughs> Not the fucking whiskey. Uh, it's got a picture of like an antelope or something on the front of it. And it's got that old timey uh, Wild West lettering on it. And I bought this. I'm like, this is going to be a rough go. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it was very much. What, what do you do? What's going on? I noticed on the back of that bottle, it, there is a minimum of three paragraphs explaining. I'm assuming, like what their whiskey is all about. Well, I'm glad you noticed. <clears throat> oh, oh, that, that's insane. So I, I've gone through the the quick assortment of bottles that were on the table, and only one this this rum. <clears throat> Uniball rum. Uh, Are you going to read from the bottom? Of course I am. Why not? Uh, we'll cue up some some music here. Uh, some nice elevator salesman-y style music. Let's see if Barry can get this right. I'm sure he won't. Uh, so before I begin, uh, it, it looks like it would be very harsh, uh, but it's very much like Woodford. <coughs> High West Distillery is passionate about the American West's natural beauty. That's why we want to raise awareness of one of the most fantastic projects of our time, the American Prairie Reserve in northeastern Montana. This is an amazing effort to assemble, or as I like to say, ensemble, the largest wildlife reserve in the lower 48 states. When stepping onto the plains of American Prairie Reserve, it's easy to imagine. I'm done. Stop the music. I, I almost want to grab that bottle from you and throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> I appreciate that they're trying to save the animals of the West. Uh, the, let's just skip to paragraph two. Maybe that's about the whiskey. Capable of running at speeds of... Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes. Any of your money uh, that was spent on buying that whiskey, does it go towards like uh, endangered species? Does it say like proceeds from the purchase of this bottle go to protected <sighs> gullies? All right, fuck it. When stepping out of the prey. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, so here on the Dice and Pipes podcast, uh, Brian finds himself right now in a roll-to-drink scenario. On the D&D side, we're rolling a D20. Anything over a 10 saves Brian from having to drink. Yes. That's a long look at the die. What'd you get? That's either a 1 or a 20. I can't tell. It's so hidden. Oh, <laughs> fucker fumbled. I don't think you've used the chalice in like the last three weeks. Have you cleaned the chalice in the last three weeks? Yes. <laughs> Just remember to pour out some of that for the uh, fallen um, prairie dogs out in Montana. Proclamation, please. 
to kinsmen and antelopes. Is that what that's supposed to be on the on the <laughs> <laughs> on the label? Is that a fucking antelope? It looks like one. It does. I don't think you find those uh, on the prairies of Montana. It's easy to imagine, Chris, the yeah. landscape as oh, Lewis and Clark, a running theme on our show. And Native Americans, or savages as I call them, saw it. <laughs> so Lois Lane, Clark Kent, saw some savages back in the day. <laughs> on their way to Smallville. Yes. With thundering herds of bison racing bands of pronghorn antelope mm. and prairie dog towns dotting square miles larger than Yellowstone, Yosemite, and Grand Teton National Parks combined. Go to AmericanPrairie.org to learn how to visit and support this worthy cause. Our American Prairie is a carefully crafted blend of straight bourbon of at least two years old. Sourced whiskeys, see HighWest.com for details. Making a great sipper and thoughtful person's whiskey. High West pledges to donate 10% of our after-tax profits from the sale of this bottle what if you're a legal retard, right? You have a, you know, you have a uh, an IQ under, I don't know, let's say 50. So you're not. So a, you're legally recognized by the state as a retard, right? Okay, that's you're not a thoughtful man. Like, are are you not allowed to to sip and partake in this whiskey? It says a thoughtful man's whiskey. It says, wait, hold on. It says a thoughtful man's whiskey. Is that what that said? Can you reread that for me? Sure, please. Thank you. Our American Prairie is a... Wow. You are. <laughs> I'm a legal retard, apparently. Yep. Come on, you <laughs> fucking scumbag, piece of shit, yes. fuck face, asshole, clown oh. wipe. I might as well finish the little sip that's left. Yes. Dude, from here, I thought it was another one. What is it, a seven? Yeah. Yeah. Which is precariously close to the one. Mm-hmm. All right, you don't have to reread the whole yes, thing. Yes, I do! <laughs> Our American Prairie is a carefully crafted blend of straight bourbons at least two years old, making a great sipper and thoughtful person's whiskey. Okay, thoughtful person. I got very nervous there because the fucking, you know, the armada of SJWs were about to rain down on High West whiskey. Easy. You, you know how you, um, you know how you support their cause? I'm going to tell you how you support their cause. You get a group of friends, maybe three, four, five guys. You buy plane tickets. Okay. I'm with you. And then you go and rent guns and fucking hunt these animals down. And by animals, I mean the four-legged ones that are running around in the, in the fields and, yes. and prairies and forests of the Wild West. For every bottle they sell, you'll see a picture of me holding up a, a dopey antelope by his stupid little hooked horns. Yes. And then you do what people normally do. You gut that son of a bitch right there in the field, or as people call it, field dress it. Correct. And then you cook it. And you yep. eat it. And if you sprinkle thyme on it, it increases your dead eye. What about a little rosemary? Uh, Not so much. Oregano uh, oh. yields a golden health core. Excellent. Oregano gives you a golden health core in Red Dead? If you put it onto your meat while you're cooking it. Ah, a little spicy. Yeah. Okay. Oregano, thyme, <laughs> and I think mint. I think mint. Some mint leaves. Does something for your stamina. 
I thought it helps with indigestion. Upset stomach indigestion. Isn't that the Pepto-Bismol song? Y- yes, it is. Yes. Yes. Good job. Nailed it. Uh, that is actually pretty good whiskey. Um, it's sweet. If anybody's into like a sweet whiskey, I-, I would give it a try. Or if you're a thoughtful person. Well, you have to be a thoughtful person. You can only buy it if you are, yes, like the Statue of David. Nope, that's not the Statue of David. What? He's standing there in the nude. It's the thinking man. Oh, the thinking man. Yeah. Should I drink for that? No. Nah. My, my nah, your ancient... Stu- your stupidity shouldn't be punished. Well, now I can't drink that. <laughs> I'm done. I'll stick to my maker's mark. I am uh, I'm smoking GLP's uh, Odyssey. A very creamy, um, allegedly, very creamy uh, Balkan, I think, or English. They're all uh, the same. I am smoking this out of my Rossi Vittoria author pipe. Ah, nice. Which is my uh, go-to English. Mm. English. English. Creamy, a descriptive word used on the Maker's Mark whiskey. They too. I should have had uh, some cream on cream action. You should have gone double cream. I love double cream pies. Mm. Okay. We should probably move on. (laughs) So, giving or receiving? What? Like, you give and receive? That's why you like double? No, like double stuffed Oreos. It has the double cream oh, on the inside. Oh, like that. I got you. Or like a cream pie. I don't know what I was... Right. Yeah. But do you like giving out the cream pie, or do you like when somebody gives you the cream pie? I mean, I love eating cream pie, so I would prefer to receive it. So you're the receiver of the cream pie. What is happening right now? I'm just asking. You yes. said double cream pie. I just don't would know. You, would you rather give somebody a cream pie or eat a delicious... Moist cream pie. I'm 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 a I'm a giving fella, so I would like to I would like to to give. I like to to make it and give it. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can give me a cream. <laughs> pie. Oh my god! I almost had it. I almost had it. <laughs> oh my god! That is not Sam. That is all me. <coughs> okay. Oh my god! Let's move on. Please. Uh, I set him up, and you knock him down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let me let me break out my Zippo. Okay. So, I have one more review I want to read. Uh, as part of our uh, giveaway, and I've decided this. This may go, and you can veto this if you want. But the reviews that have been sent in, by and large, and by by and large, I mean all five of them or four of them have been so good. I think I'm going to draw a little something for everybody and the winner gets the big drawing. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll draw a character. Okay. Um, if you agree with that, I mean, these reviews have been uh, dude, phenomenal. They, they've been great. Um, and the winner gets the tobacco. Uh, unless so, they live in the so state we have of a winner and at, well, fuck the state of Washington. I'll still mail it there. It's okay. in a box. Yeah. Fuck them. What are they going to come here Care and arrest of us? Clyde Von Helwind. Yeah. They can go after him. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, so we have one winner. Everybody else takes second place. Here's what I'm thinking. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now is... Are if you, you ain't first, you're last. But in this case, if you're not first, you're second. I have spoken. You did make a proclamation. So let me ask you this. So are you going to draw one thing and then photocopy it? Mm-mm. No. The winner is going to get... I think I've decided the winner is going to get a map and on the reverse side, a note from me. Ooh. Uh, Along with the tobaccos. Yes. And then everyone else will get just a quick sketch of something. 
God, I feel so bad for you second prize people. Yeah, I, I am in 100% agreement. I think more, not just not just to give out as much stuff as we can to our listeners, but to see what wretched... I may start drawing them as we record, because I know there's one peep, one burning question everyone has. One peep? What, what were you going to say? Like, what was the word that was about to come out of your mouth? 17. I don't know. Good. There is one burning question that people mm-hmm. have. Okay. And that is, what, what do we look like? What does Citadel's penis look like? <laughs> we may find out. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought he was asexual. He's a sexual fucking motherfucker is what he is. Let's get into this review. Yeah, please. This this is no indication of the winner. We're going to use a random number generator. However, this review, I believe, is the only review that actually made me laugh out loud. Not once, but twice. This was either written by Barry himself or... Uh, a die-hard fan, Whiskey Dick, that's been listening from day one. Because this is not so much a review as it is the description on the back of our DVD. (laughs) This would be on the back of our DVD. Duds and Puds, five stars, from uh, Devon Reith. One word. This podcast is great. (laughs) You're doing a lot of reading on this show. Would you like to read it? Um, No, 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 because you're also doing a lot of rolling, so this is great. I'm just sitting back. I'm watching. This podcast is great if you want to spend three hours a week screaming answers to basic trivia at two hosts who spend five minutes meandering to the wrong conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I I read that, all I could think of was when we did our retro episode on cartoon characters uh, way back, and we misclassified Chitara. Yes. Like three different times yes. in the same conversation. Uh, so, yes, we, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, allegedly, Brian can't uh, sing or keep lyrics to different songs separate, but you can expect him to open each podcast with this week's medley. I don't agree with that one bit. How did that not force you to break out into song? Uh, continue. I'm sorry. You know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's cutting me. He's cutting you. I feel like he's cutting my life into pieces. Where is this going? Cut. Cut my life into pieces. This is the last resort. Ah, not to make that bad. No, baby. Don't give a fuck if I come out. I made it. Would it be right? Would it be right? If I come out tonight, just a tonight, it's just another second. Get the point against the writers. Get yeah. I'm losing my sight, losing my mind. With somebody will tell me I'm fine. Losing my sight, losing my mind. With somebody will tell me I'm fine. Nothing's alright. Nothing is fine. I'm running and I'm crying. I can't go on living this life. I don't got the words. As <laughs> as as the only one 
on this show who's actually been in a band, I can tell you that you fucking nailed it. Thank you, sir. You nailed it. <clears throat> I don't know what this guy's fucking saying. You nailed the lyrics. Thank you. Yeah. That's how it sounds in my mind when I listen to this. <laughs> uh, now, this, this last section mm-hmm. is what really caught me to laugh. Neither of them know the rules, but that hasn't stopped this podcast from nearing 50 releases. <laughs> I guess there's something to be said for tenacity. <laughs> Hashtag Team Barry. <laughs> a Barry supporter. Uh, yes, a Barry supporter. And never in my life would I imagine we would start seeing a hashtag Team Barry. I'm surprised that there are people out there who support him. And I was on, I was on his, uh, I was on his side for a while, but that creep show episode really fucking turned me. Yeah. So like, we'll, we'll see moving forward. Why, why don't we get hashtag? T- you are a fucking mess today. What is going on with you? How much did you drink before I got here? You're all right. How old is that coffee uh, to your right? Uh, this morning. From- What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? Another one? Is that what that was? You look very, very discouraged. Do you have... This isn't possible. No, this no, is this not is... fucking is, possible, because last week you rolled two 20s. How the fuck did I roll two ones? This is... How? Pu- this, how? This is punishment. Barry! This is punishment for your Warhammer callouts that we do every week. I don't know why I'm, I'm focusing on them, but th- this, is, this is your punishment. The old prairie whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's raised. To kinsmen! And ones. Deject. I have things to do today. <laughs> you better fucking put those plans on hold. Why do I have a feeling that in about three hours I'm going to have to show for you around? <laughs> that, that's what's going to happen. Time to go to the dentist! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, great review, uh, Devin Reith. Yes, we salute you. Um, speaking of salutes, we have a amazing gameplay session today. Uh, we always have an amazing gameplay. Session. I feel like we do. When are we gonna fucking say in the pregame that this session sucks? Never, never. That's just how good they are. Harrison is in the middle of a casino. He may have just been fingered for a crime. That he did not commit. Did he? A lot of cream pies and fingering in this episode. I just got the name of the episode. Mm. Cream pies and fingers. So. On to the show. Prior to no. uh, doing the gameplay, there is something I would like to do. I'd like to propose a toast. So everyone out there, I would like you to raise your glasses wherever you are. I'm going to try and be as sensitive and delicate as possible. This toast goes out to all of you old gray hair biddies that are driving around. I went to the Dunkin' Donuts yesterday to procure a coffee for myself to drive through and 
upon egress of this Dunkin' Donuts facility, I was driving merely across the parking lot to the stop and shop. Mm-hmm. The same stop and shop with the stinky meat problem. <laughs> okay, we're just piling it on. I'm like fingering a little stinky meat. <laughs> it took... It. Let me rephrase this. It normally takes about one minute to get from that Dunkin' Donuts to an appropriate parking spot at that uh, supermarket. Yeah, it's all in the same complex. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not yesterday. Oh, no. It took about five minutes because five minutes. there was some half-dead fuck in the car in front of me mm-hmm. and just sitting at the intersection. Now, <clears throat> I spend enough of my time in New York City. When I am up here in God's country, the mountains, I do my best not to do city things like honking a horn. Yes. Indiscriminately. So I sat there for a good 30 seconds and I gave just a little beep, beep. Mm-hmm. Maybe even just one beep. And this corpse pulled forward and then stopped again. By pulled forward, how forward did they pull? Maybe one tire rotation. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So now they're inching out into the intersection. Yes. Ever so slowly. And there is nary a car. And you have things to do. Yes. Okay. Nary a car in sight. Okay. So so you're all about you. Yes. This person is all about their safety. And you're you're making them nervous by honking at them. Okay, so continue. So go ahead. So they they're they're inching their way into the I'm sure cars are because I've been in that lot, a lot of a lot of traffic there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting frustrated? Eventually, mm-hmm. possibly through way of stroke or possibly through way of the grace of God, they hit the gas pedal and they proceeded straight into the actual parking lot proper of the supermarket. And they were going, rough estimate, about one mile an hour. It would have been faster for me to park the car and walk past them. Wow. And then? And then. And then. While they're trying to park, they're making a left into a parking spot. Mm -hmm. Dude, have you ever seen a six-point turn to park? No. I have. This would be a first. Yeah. So they turn left. And they didn't cut it hard enough, so they almost hit the car in the in the occupied spot to the right. So that caused them to reverse. Mm-hmm. But they turned the wheel the wrong way, so they just kind of went back to where they started. Of course. Pulled forward again. Again, not cutting the wheel hard enough. Same exact position. This time they figured out, oh, when I'm backing up, I got to turn the wheel to the right. So they start backing up, and they almost hit the car behind them. Then when they go forward again, they go too far to the left, almost hitting the car, occupying the space uh, to the left of the empty space. Dude, it was a, it was a fucking disaster. I, I have a question for you. Yes. Because I know exactly the uh, supermarket that you're referring to because I, too, shop there. <clears throat> when, when you, as you put it, you procured your, your Dunkin' Donuts coffee and now you're stuck behind them as they're trying to make their way into the other side of the lot to park at ShopRite. When it took them the half hour... Yes. To make their way across that, that if you want to call it a main road yes. in the parking lot. Why didn't you go left or right and then go down a different lane? Because you just had to torture yourself. Because I was formulating my toast and I wanted to see this through <laughs> to the end. 
So, so now you're you're purposely torturing yeah, yourself yes. for the benefit of the show. Yes. So you're doing it for the listeners. I was doing lots of like doing that thing where you push against your steering wheel and push your back yes. up against the seat and just. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So how long do you think it took this uh, this person to to park their car? After the entire, the I would say, the yeah. entire situation from me pulling up behind them originally. Mm-hmm. To them in their parking spot and me just creeping by, just staring, <laughs> staring at them. Maybe three minutes. You know, would have it would have made this so much better if at the end, when you found yourself in the store, when you were checking out, they were in front of you. You could have had a lot of fun if they were behind you. Yes, just really taking your time. They're horrible people. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, they are horrible people. As a matter of fact, I got stuck behind one driving here, and you, you know what makes it very frustrating with them? <clears throat> so let's say the speed limit is, I don't know, for argument's sake, 40 miles an hour, and you're stuck at a red light, and th- there's no way, you, you can get around them. There's a lane, uh, how to explain this? So it, there, there's a light in town here that uh, as you approach the light, it goes from one lane to two lanes, so you have the potential to drive by somebody on the right, and then it condenses back down into one. So the speed limit, I think, is 35. What is infuriating about them is when they are at the light, which you've now been stuck behind them for miles, and they're driving 10 <laughs> miles an hour under the speed limit, but when you get to the light, they are like Mario Andretti off the line. That light turns green. Dude, they are fucking all gas. They're like... And they speed up to like 60. You can't pass them. And then they break it all the way down to 30. And then now you're stuck behind them again. It's like they refuse to be passed. They just have to set the speed. Right. They're the pace car. They're the pace car. For the pacemaker. For their own pacemaker. Yes. So if the pacemaker goes out, then we lose the pace car. And everybody's happy. Including their grandkids. As a personal point of privilege... Point of privilege. I demand mm-hmm. everyone over the age of eighty behind the wheel, mass execution. <laughs> mass execution. Not turn in your driver's licenses. We're not going there. No, because if if it was that easy, they would have done it already. There. The problem is their children, possibly their grandchildren, are afraid to have a difficult conversation. So no problem. Mm-hmm. I'll step in. And I'll have the difficult conversation. Death. <laughs> Who conducts these executions? Me. <laughs> you are the... No, the sheriff. Oh, the local sheriff comes yeah. out and just executes anybody. So he just goes down the DMV roster. Yep. Anybody over 80, he... Uh, excuse me, are you Miss Granny Smith? Yes, I am. Done. Real simple. Right in their doorway. Yep. <clears throat> Do it on Thanksgiving. When you know they're home. Exactly. And there's family there to clean up. Right. Because you don't want the smell. No, 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 no. No mess. I got a heart, you know? No, you're very thoughtful. So you don't like old drivers. <clears throat> don't worry, I'll, I'll eventually, a month later, I'll eventually get over this fucking nonsense that's in my throat right now. Thank you, Sam. Fucking Sam is in my throat. I'm sorry. Okay. Think he has stinky meat? I think he does have a little stinky meat that needs to be... It's kind of got fingered. Finger the stinky meat. Then go face deep into a cream pie. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, wait. I thought we were going to... Oh, yeah. Please. Good. Perfect. Oh, I fucking spoke and I blew it out. So, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, old old people driving. It's insufferable. Yes. So to the oldies. Yep. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. And so Harrison will quickly kind of scan to see if he can find who potentially threw the knife or... So you see a man stand up and say, hey, him, he was standing right next to her, pointing at you. <laughs> who, who was yelling that? Just some guy in, in the crowd. All right, well, I, now I'm quickly walking. I'm not paying any attention to this guy who just said that. I'm walking towards... Guards, he's getting away. Come on. Put my fucking pipe down here. What's going on where the crash had taken place? Uh, now the guards are starting to turn around and notice that there's a woman stabbed. And now there's a couple people pointing at you. And so two of the guards start making their way from your left toward you. Can Harrison recall approximately? I would I would assume that there are a lot of guards in this place. If there's a lot of money being exchanged, mm -hmm. how deep into this fucking place am I? The give me a survival check. Fourteen. Uh, with a 14, I would say that you do realize you're on the bottom floor all the way in the back. Okay. So I keep moving as though, because I would think, like, around Harrison, there's other people. Or am I just by myself as no, I no, walk no, there's away? people kind of running around now all over the place. Okay. Well, I'm just going to try to blend in with that crowd. And I'm going to just try to ignore the people that are pointing towards me. Like, I saw the first guy point. He hears the second guy shout. He's getting away. So I'm just going to try to blend in with the... Uh... Give me a stealth. 25. Poof. All right. So now you're blending in with the crowd. And uh, kind of, I picture like you're kind of pulling like your hood down and kind of like, duh, 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 act natural. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, where are we headed? To uh, the room that he was given. Okay. Uh, so you got a 22, 25, 25. I'm not going to make you roll again. All right. So, uh, you make your way up to the room. I will burst through the door <laughs> like Kramer. Yes. <laughs> Grab my hair. Um, and I look at Star and I say, it's time to go. And Star just kind of shrugs and stands up and dusts himself off and starts walking to the door. Is there any way that we can make it out through that balcony? He says to Star. Star looks down and uh, kind of like pantomimes like a rope. Yeah, we don't have one. Then he shakes his head. Okay. So Harrison looks to him. He just has like a smirk on his face. He starts shaking his head, his head, and he goes, "Yeah, apparently I'm being accused of murdering a woman. It's it's time to leave. Regardless of the winds, we have to make it across that bridge." 
and he kind of looks at you because he's he's only just met you right. a few days ago, and he kind of looks at you. Um, it's a one. <laughs> he looks at you very accusatorily, if that's a word. Okay. Harrison can, I'm sure, read the expression on his yeah. face. And he says, look, I take full responsibility of the people that I kill. And this is not one of them. Give me a persuasion with advantage. <laughs> Six. <laughs> He's not buying it. Even though it is the truth, he is not buying it. So he, uh, damn, that was with advantage. Yeah, because the other one was a one. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing it wasn't a one. Oh, thank God. Uh, I say believe what you want, but we have to leave. So he, uh, he kind of looks around, looks down to the ground for a little bit, kind of sighs and kind of motions lead the way. Would you suggest we stay here and see how this plays out? He shrugs. Well, thanks for being indifferent. <clears throat> um, the clothes that I had given to get clean. You already got them back. Okay, so they're yeah. back. All you right, got so them I back while you were taking your bath. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, I gather whatever I had in the room, and we start working our way out. All right. So we're going to go down the stairs. Uh at the front door. And by the way, he's doing this very cautiously because knowing that there was some sort of crash or whatever had taken place behind us during right. the uh, during the horse racing, he doesn't know if this place is on lockdown. They're conducting some sort of investigation. Now they have this dead woman. So again, he's moving very cautiously through the holes. Okay. Uh, so as you're making your way to the front, uh, you see that the doors are barred. Figures. Okay. Uh, what does Harrison observe? Like, are there guards so, in front of the yep, doors? There's guards. Yeah. There's people who are trying to get out, and there is one guard in particular that's kind of patting his hands in the air, you know, saying something to them. You're too far away to really to hear, uh, and you do notice that above, people are being escorted out of their rooms, and now you're being flanked by people and guards on both staircases behind you. So we're being corralled in like the center of right. this hall. Okay. Um, So the room that we were in was upstairs. Do I observe? What's the layout? So we're in front of the double doors that we entered this. You're place still from. on the stairway. You're on the stairs, like in the middle of the staircase on the way down. And now there's people and guards behind you kind of being pushed into this main hall. Okay. Well, knowing that we can't exit this place from the second floor, we'll work our way down the stairs. Okay. And then from there, I'm. All right. So Harrison makes his way down the stairs, and then instead of work, instead of working his way towards like the the entrance, knowing that it's barred, he's going to try to circle around that staircase and see if there's any hallways. There are, but they're all guarded. Everything is guarded. Yep. And the guards will move aside as they find like stragglers, you know. And they push their way into this main hall, and then they resume their spot against the hallways and doorways. Okay. 
Can he post up on a wall? Maybe like 15, 20 feet from where the guards are blocking the hallway and wait to see if they leave to kind of push people in and then try to dip down sure. that hallway. Yeah. If, if, as long as you're in this main hall, they're not going to mess with you. Because you have to remember, like I said, there's a couple hundred people here. So this right. hall is quickly filling. Okay. So that, that's what Harrison will do. He just kind of works his way around the staircase, leans up against the wall just to keep his back against the wall. And then he's going to wait for the closest hallway. If they're the guards that are guarding that hallway, if they move off to kind of corral people, he's going to try to dip down that hallway and see what he can find. All right. So as you're waiting for that to happen, uh, one of the guards from across the way kind of moves and a lightly armored uh, individual comes very uh, confidently like sashaying mm -hmm. in. He's wearing like black hardened leather armor with a black cloak. He's got a long black um, like three point uh, almost like a Stetson three point hat with a big white plume feather mm -hmm. coming off of it and a very shiny uh, brass or gold rapier at his side and a uh, an eye patch uh, covering his left eye and he comes walking in and he starts kind of like walking the perimeter of the crowd just kind of eyeballing random people here there as he's walking and they're filtering more and more people in after maybe what seems like half an hour to an hour it seems like they got pretty much everybody and this man in black stops circling the crowd and he walks the front doors and he says, uh, good evening. I am Gosler Lundskund. They call me the Spike. I am Mr. Smeltbrew's head of security. There's been a murder on my premise and we are going to get to the bottom of who's behind this savage act in our esteemed establishment. And he continues walking. And uh, the guards start. More guards come in from like the top, walking down the stairs. And uh, now they're kind of walking through the crowd. One of the guards, you notice, is work walking with a person. Uh, the same person that was accusing you in the horse yeah, arena. Yeah, I figured that was coming. And we're all just kind of milling about. You can hear people murmuring to themselves. Everyone's kind of like looking over their shoulders. And the spike continues to just walk in a circumference around the room. Okay. Not talking to anybody. Just watching, splitting his attention between the guards, the guards with the witness, and the crowd. Okay. Let's take a pee break. While I mull this one over. So like a hawk, this guy is just making his way around the room. Yeah. And it, it takes him a little bit to get around the whole room. It's it's a very large room. And the whole way that Harrison's observing, the guards have not even moved. Everybody's been corralled, brought down into this hall. So there's no need for them to even move from that post, I would imagine. Right. How many guards do I see? Like, do you want to where you, where you see them and where they are, or just how just many? Just total, rough, like a rough number. If he does like a rough count of how many guards are in here, twenty or thirty. 
Okay. Okay, so Harrison has the impression that he's obviously not fighting his way through 20 or 30 guards. All the exits are sealed off and guarded. So And Citadel is half a day away. Right. <laughs> so um, Still hiding in the weeds. Still hiding. And you have a silent, deadly monk who's not quite sure if he believes you or not. Yeah. So everything seems to be going against me at this point. Harrison is just going to remain where he is, leaned up against this wall. No fear or confusion or worry in his face. He's just going to remain stoic and hope. Hope that the gentleman... There he is right there. That guy. No, seriously. (laughs) And all the guards turn their attention to where he's pointing and there's a, there's a few of you up against the wall mm. uh, and the spike stops and slowly turns his attention to this back wall and he motions for the guard with the witness to walk up to the group of you maybe like five ten of you mm. which one was it and he points right at you and the people saying next to you kind of look and they start kind of backing away like we don't, we're not with them <laughs> Uh, except for, of course, Star. Star is still standing by your side. Mm. And uh, the guards approach you. And Gosselaire puts his hand on your shoulder gently, not trying to hurt you or anything. Let's go have a chat. Let's do just that. And being flanked by a few guards and... Uh, this head of security, you are whisked away up the stairs a few levels, uh, levels you haven't been to yet. And you find yourself not chained, not shackled, uh, and you're in this office Mm. um, with the table, a couple of chairs, some accoutrements, uh, some animals hanging up on the wall like stuffed, uh, and a grandfather clock slowly ticking away, and you're seated down. Again, not Nobody's like being rough with you. Mm. They're they're guiding you, and they have you sit down. But nobody's like shoving you or pushing you. Right, or, right. Um, yeah, and I'm cooperating. I'm not like yeah. you know. Uh, nobody's even really drawn a weapon on you yet. Mm. Uh, and eventually, this man comes in in all black, and he takes his hat off. You see, he's got kind of long, greasy black hair. And he sets his hat down, and he sits down across from you, and just clasps his hands together, and is just staring at you with his one eye. Okay. Well, I'm sitting. In a chair, both feet planted firmly on the ground with my hands kind of clasped together in my lap under the table. Okay. Right, there's a table yeah. that yep. separates us. Right, my, my hands are not on the table. They're just kind of down in my lap. Okay. And I'm staring back at him. I'll play this game. <laughs> uh, so he'll uh, he'll sit there for a moment in silence. What's your name, sir? Harrison. Harrison, my name is Gosler Lunskind. I'm head of security for Mrs. Smeltbrew here at the casino. You've been accused of murder. So it seems. Well, I guess we'll start with the simple. Why are you here? You don't 
look like a miner. Because I am not a miner. And I find it funny how we believe the accusation of a drunk man betting on horses in a crowd of, to my recollection, 20 plus people. Are you in shackles? I didn't say that I was... Are you hanging from the end of a rope? Well, I believe it wouldn't have gotten that far. I believe this is just the beginning of an investigation. And I'm a willing participant in your investigation. Good. What can you tell me about the horse race? I can tell you that it appeared my horse was about to win until there was a loud crash from behind me. Now I guess we'll never find out if I... Well, I bet on the right horse. I'm terribly sorry that the murder of this young woman prevented you from discovering the winner of your horse race. What I can tell you is that floozy that you're talking about appeared to be trying to get into my pockets. Oh. So she was trying to pickpocket you. That's why you stabbed her. No, what I'm saying is to, uh, based on my extensive knowledge on how women such as her operate, she appeared to be a woman of the night. Oh, you're a whoremonger. I don't appreciate your accusatory tone. I'm asking questions. There was a question mark at the end and not an exclamation point. No, that sounded more like a statement as opposed to a question, as rhetorical as it might have been. What I'm telling you is you have a larger problem in your little casino here, your little mountain operation. And what would that problem be? Well, obviously, why is nobody investigating the loud crash that had taken place during the horse race? We have plenty of resources. Well, maybe when you find out what that was all about, you'll figure out who murdered that poor floozy who's lying dead outside of your horse track. Who you accused of trying to pickpocket you. No, I accused of her being a whore. I believe you said trying to get into your pockets. Exactly. Hmm. So you had a motive. I had no motive. She didn't take any of my money. I said she tried. Well, we In are a poor attempt, by the way. I'm a happily married man. Mm. There's many happily married men here. Mm -hmm. Mr. Harrison, was it? Mm -hmm. Let me ask, where are you headed that you stopped here for a brief reprieve? Well, if it hadn't been for the winds, I would have never sought refuge in this fine establishment. There happened to be a man who I came across on my journeys who had a little bit of a difficult time with his horse and carriage who I just happened to help and based on my help I was given a voucher to stay here. I'm sure you could check with your mater D the voucher that I provided. Yes, I know who you're speaking of. He's a family member of the Smelt Bruce. Well, I don't think it would be wise for someone such as myself to assist a gentleman like that and then on the first and only time that I've frequented this establishment that I find myself in a situation where I would murder somebody. Maybe it wasn't murder. Maybe it was self-defense. I'm telling you it was neither because I had nothing to do with it. Very well. What did you see? My back was to her. I was trying just like the rest of the patrons, patrons to get out of that situation based on the fact that there was a loud explosion that had taken place behind me. 
I don't think it's wise to hang out in places where things tend to be crashing in establishments that look well-guarded. Especially with a lot of money changing hands. Well, we have a bit of a kerfluffle then, I suppose. Mm, yes, you do. May I ask uh, what you do to earn money that you spend here so generously? Uh, surprisingly enough, I haven't spent all that much money here. Like I said, the night was free, so was the food, based on the voucher that I was provided, and a measly one gold was cashed in for, you know, a handful of chips. I'm sure you can understand that an adventurer in this part of the, the mountain can come across one gold without a problem. Ah, so you're an adventurer. Mm-hmm. A vagrant drifting from town to town. I've seen your kind before. Maybe it was just a, a, a crime of opportunity. Maybe you should stop working based on assumptions. I don't have anything else to go on. You're being very... You're playing your cards very close to the vest. All I could tell you is what I observed. I don't know what more you need from me. What you should be doing is questioning the man who pointed at me. Oh, we are questioning him. Trust me. I know how to run a security operation. Uh, so from where I'm sitting, I have two options. Mm. I can either throw you in the stockade, hang you. <clears throat> My other option is to let you go. But I don't really have any cause to do that quite yet. I will say, regardless of how this conversation turns out, nobody is leaving this establishment until we have found unequivocally who the killer is. How was it that she was killed? Uh, I believe she was stabbed. My my man, uh, Melmech, he's uh, the guard that was patrolling the horse races at the time. Uh, when he came upon her body, there was a dagger in her chest. And of all the guards that were posted at the track, nobody happened to be looking in that direction. Unfortunately, it seems that her murder happened just at the right moment when everyone was distracted. Well, I find it to be amazing that there happens to be one fella in the crowd who had his eye on her. Well, from his testimony, from where he was seated, he was seated in front of you. When he turned around to observe the uh, whatever commotion had happened, uh, he saw her on the ground with the dagger and you walking away from her. So you're admitting that he did not, in fact, see me stab her? No, if he saw you stab her, then this would be a different conversation. Right. So myself, along with the dozens of others that were leaving the arena, based on the commotion that was taking place behind us, any one of us could have been fingered by that guy. Well, let me ask you. Uh, perhaps you've never conducted an investigation before, but every investigation has a beginning. And that beginning for this particular investigation is a witness who said he saw you standing next to her, a commotion, and then you walking away from her with a knife in her chest. Forgive me for starting here. 
Now, why would it be wise for me to stab somebody in the chest with the sea of people in front of me who could have witnessed it? Well, that's the question mark, isn't it? See, because I've never met you. I don't know who you are. And I've never been here. And I don't know who you are. Nor okay. do I know who that so woman is. what we're trying to do is get to know each other. Why don't you buy me a drink? I'm sorry? I'll take an ale if it's not too much trouble. Give me a persuasion. Franklin, and the door opens. Get my friend here a water. Mm. All right, so I continued to sit and I continued to stare. So the guy comes in, gives you the glass of water. Are you going to drink it? Nope. <laughs> It just remains on the table. I've watched forensic files. This is how they get your DNA. <laughs> but you didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Are they going to use luminol? You they, think? They're going to luminol the shit out of my gloves. <laughs> God knows that what's would, on there. That would not be good. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think they can compare DNA samples. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Harrison, you, you seem like... Uh, a well-to-do man. You seem like you know how to run an investigation. You still haven't told me what you do for a living. I don't see why that's significant in your investigation I'm or as to how that pertains to this poor lady's death. Just trying to get to know you. I'm a, a wandering adventurer, as you said yourself. Okay. A vagrant. Interestingly, uh, your friend that's with you mm -hmm. has not spoken a word nor will he. Ever. Is he the one who did it? You can talk to witnesses who were there. He wasn't even in that arena. Hmm. Well, at this point, I'm not prepared to arrest you. Um, but I'm not letting you leave either. So the establishment has been shut down and locked down. There's plenty of restaurants. I believe you still have your free little voucher. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should go get something to eat. Uh, and think about what we want to have accomplished here. Now, if you are not the person who has committed this murder, and you seem to have a lot of answers, you seem to know exactly how to run this investigation, assumingly better than me, Maybe you could help us find the dastardly man who did this. Your presumptions are offensive. Well, your smug attitude is offensive to me. So, good day, sir. And the guard motions for you to stand up, and the other guard opens the door. And uh, the spike continues to just sit at the table. Okay. Well, I get up and I leave. All right. So, they escort you down from the third floor. You're back down to the second floor where the rooms are. Um, the staff, if you were to notice anything, are not quite as um, friendly and cordial to anybody right? Uh, as they were in the beginning because they can't leave either. Yeah, everybody's stuck. Yeah. It's like forced overtime. Right. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. So, um, so here's what we have. We have a body that was stabbed. Dixie Flores was her name. She was stabbed in the chest with a, a dagger. Uh, and the guard who found her was Melmec Rainip. And we also have a, a witness who IDs me. Right. All right, well, Harrison's initial thought will be, look, he's just going to let this play out the way that it needs to play out. If this guy's going to conduct his investigation, he he assumes that this guy is very thorough. So it's not like he just talked to the, uh, excuse me, the guy who pointed at me and me, and that's the end of the investigation. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wait this one out. Okay. Harrison's not looking to name drop. You understand? Like, he's not interested in, in telling these people. He doesn't know who these people are. He has no idea who this guy is. He doesn't know who the owner of this establishment is. Right. He's not going to tell him what he does for a living. He doesn't even know if, if they're... Um, going to honor it. Going to honor it if they're friendly, you know to the Imperial City. Like, he's just trying to to stay away. He doesn't know if they're on the side of the... He, he just... He doesn't know. He doesn't right. know if they had a relationship with Hexley. And it, so he, he's kind of unaware as to what the politics are here. So he's not looking to drop that in a way to get him out. All right. Well, here's what's happening inside the place. Uh, the gambling halls are all closed. Okay. They're all like you can walk through them, but right. there's no dealers. There's no gambling happening. The restaurants, taverns, shops <clears throat> um, are open. Obviously, the horse racing is a crime scene. So that's closed out. And the theater is not hosting any... Uh, shows. Well, that's sad. So we could pretty much you have the ability to survive. Okay. Until your gold runs out, and that's when things are going to get interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, the first day the the food is on them, right? So yeah. um, I guess we'll uh, grab a bite to eat. All right. Or at uh, least I will. I don't know what Star plans Star doing. will accompany you if you want him to. Okay. Yeah. If he's okay. So our restaurants. Uh, the coffee room is closed. That was the... Uh, That's like a breakfast spot. Okay. Which one was the, the casual restaurant? Uh, the Rocky Oyster. That's where we're going. All right. Uh, so when you walk into the Rocky Oyster, there's people in there. Uh, you can imagine if you were to kind of like put your ear out what they're all talking about. Right. And that's the whole point of going there. Right. He wants to see what he can kind of surmise by the conversation that's taking place. Uh, give me a perception. Right in the garbage. I, I literally I threw that right in the garbage. <laughs> but you have a dice tray. I don't understand. Well, yeah. It slipped right out of my hand. Right, <laughs> like right out of my hand as I was trying to fucking shake the die. 18. All right. So uh, you do get the feeling that even though you were pointed out, a majority of the people, probably almost all the people, do not know who you are. Okay. Um you got to figure there's almost 200 people in this room. Right. So a few, a handful of people definitely know. And probably maybe depending on how long you're in here, eventually it'll get out that you're the prime suspect as of right now. Okay. But from your walking to your table, you don't get the feeling that anyone's really... Like staring at me. Right. Like, oh, shit, there he is. Right. You know, the, the horse race masker. <laughs> um, 
so the the restaurant is uh, very rustic. It's all wooden floors, wooden tables. Um, the decorations on the wall are like wagon wheels, uh, two-handed saws, mm. like, almost like a TJ Fridays right. kind of a look. And you sit down at the table. Uh, I imagine you hand your food vouchers to the waitress. Yes. Okay. Uh, so she says, uh, our dinner special tonight is uh, fire-grilled mushroom boar. That and then we have delicious. the rest of the menu. No, no, no. I'll take that. Okay. Uh, star. I had to do this to myself. Yep. Uh, she looks at him. Oh, and for you? And he just nods and hands the menu back. And now she's kind of looking at him. Uh, so I look at him. You, you, the boar? And he nods. I, so I look back at her. We'll take two. Oh, okay. Uh, just give us a few minutes. Would you like anything to drink? Uh, water is fine, please. All right. So after a few minutes, she brings back the water. Uh, and maybe 10, 15 minutes, here comes this plate of... Uh, it's it's sliced up almost like a tenderloin with grilled mushrooms on it. Uh, and it's got like grill marks on the meat. Um, it smells very delightful. And Star is just kind of staring at you while he eats. Okay. He's, and he is, for your sake, he's sitting across from me. He's not sitting next to you. But thank fucking God. <laughs> that would have been a big, big problem for Star. No. He would have gotten stabbed in the chest with a dagger. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stare at him, and I'm going to eat. And I'll just quip at him, like, don't be so judgmental. And I'll continue to eat, and my ear is to, you know, the surrounding conversation. And, and occasionally my eyes will break from <clears throat> staring at him. Just to look around, I want to see if anybody is, is like sitting down, looks not suspicious, but they look like they're having a conversation that they're trying to hide, if in fact. All right. Um, what was your, your perception? Was it 15 uh, when you were walking in? In 18. 18? Okay, I'm not going to make you roll again. Uh, you don't see anyone having like a any conversations that stick out to you. Uh, you do see a woman sitting by herself. Um, that looks like she's a bit shaken up. A little upset looking. She was sitting there when we came in? Uh, unknown. But Does, you notice her now. Is she eating? Like, she's sitting at a table. Like yeah. She has uh, food? Or? She has a bowl of, of some kind of soup in okay. front of her. Um, and she's holding a spoon, but you know, if you watch her for a few minutes, she's not actually eating. She's just kind of staring at the food. Okay. All right. So I, out of the corner of my eye, I just keep an eye on her and, uh, I'll continue eating this meal. All right. Uh, if you were to listen to the conversations, obviously people are talking about what happened. Uh, there's lots of rumor and innuendo and speculation. Um, you can deduce that. Now that people realize they can't leave, like groups of strangers are kind of not forming bands, but like grouping together. Like, oh, hey, I saw you down at, you know, the gambling hall. Right. Oh, yeah, you're that guy that did this. Hey, come sit with us. Mm. Like people are starting to form like factions almost. Okay. All right. How, how packed is this restaurant? Medium. Okay. It's more packed than it probably usually is, only because people are afraid they're going to be here for a while, so they're trying to save money. Right. 
right, I think Harrison is going to slowly eat. I want to see if at some point this this woman is going to get up and leave. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she will eventually. Right. Um, and that's how long I stay for. Okay. So you're going to follow her out? Yeah. To kill another person? Why not? <laughs> two daggers. Um, yeah. So she maybe she does. You notice that she does not finish her food. She takes maybe one or two bites. The food is surely cold by the time she finally gets up to leave. Um, when she does leave, you notice that she kind of throws her napkin on the table. Uh. She doesn't like toss it like she throws it like she's almost like if you didn't know anybody, you would say she just got into an argument with somebody and threw the napkin down before getting up and storming out. Right. Uh, so she's like one step behind storming as she leaves. Okay. So Harrison just makes eye contact with Star and I'm sure he's just been focused on Harrison the whole time. No, he kind of took to heart what you said. <clears throat> okay. He's, if he is looking at you by coincidence, his gaze has softened. All right. So Harrison will say to him, he says, I'm, I'm done here. I think that woman knows something. Has to be a woman. <laughs> so he kind of looks at her, looks back at you, and um, shrugs and, and points to himself and then points to you and then does like finger walking uh, with both hands. Okay. So I throw a gold down on the table. Okay. Might as a tip. And I get up and I start to leave the restaurant and going star, towards her. Star starts to follow you. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Okay. Her. Yeah. So now you both go and you're following her out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, she makes her way out to the main room and uh, she finds like a couch to sit on and... Um, the couch is like, uh, there's lots of um, like end tables with like books. Uh, they don't have magazines here, but something so, like she finds something to read and she's just kind of staring at this book in her lap. Are there a lot of people around in this area or no? Are people milling around. Okay. Is she in like, she's on like a couch. Yeah. So there's an opening like next a, to her yeah, or something yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of her. She's sitting by herself up on one side of the couch, like along a hallway somewhere. Okay. So I'll, I'll walk into the hall and I grab some random book off of the table. And uh, I just look at her and I, as long as she makes eye contact with me, mm -hmm. I, I point to the other end of the couch and I said, seat taken. And she shakes her head no. All right. So I sit down. Um, so if you sit there for a minute, you realize that her book is open and she's kind of staring at it, but it doesn't look like she's reading it. And she kind of splits her time between looking at this book and then looking up and around and then back to the book. So I look over to her. And I say, is everything okay? It looks like you're carrying a heavy heart. Did you know that woman? She kind of like side eyes you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I knew her. I turned to her and say, I'm sorry I killed her. No, no. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
So I just, I, I kind of, not under my breath, but loud enough for her to hear say, yeah, I was, I was in the track when that happened. It was unfortunate. Her whole adventure out here was unfortunate. What happened? Nah. We were childhood friends growing up. We lived in the same town. And uh, she decided to make her way out here. She ended up falling in with a bunch of thugs, in my opinion. And, you know, she told me that she was starting fresh, getting away from the bad crowd. And this is what happens to her. Mm. You know, I, I can't help but feel like her past caught up to her and maybe I wasn't hard enough on her for her to break away sooner or not go at all. I, I, I don't know. I was coming out here to visit her and we only got to talk for a few moments uh, when I first checked in. We were going to have dinner together and spend the rest of the week with each other. Did you happen to catch what happened in the game room with that that loud crash? No. No, I was up in my room getting ready for the day. I'm, I'm sorry. My, my name is Alice. Oh, hi, Alice. My name is Harrison. Pleasure. And I extend my hand to shake her hand. And she does. When do you think we're going to get out of here? Probably not until they catch whoever did this. I hope it's soon. They had me in an interrogation for hours. Was it that guy with the feather in his cap? He came in for a, a few moments and asked me a few questions, but he didn't really seem too interested. Yeah, it seems like one by one, they're pulling all of us in to question us. You didn't happen to notice one of these uh, men that she was running with prior to getting out of whatever bad dealing she was involved with, did you? No, I mean, it's been years, you know, maybe two, three years. We're originally from uh, South Hexley. <clears throat> We're originally from South Hexley. Um, and she left to come out here. I'm not sure where exactly she was going. She, she ended up with this boyfriend. He was a real bad guy. Um, and that was maybe, like I said, maybe four or five years ago. And uh, I guess it got real bad between the two of them. And she left him and his party. And uh, last I heard, she was in one of these outpost towns on this mountain trail. I don't know if trying to get away or trying to start a new life or what she was trying to do but she had a couple of free nights here so she invited me down here and this is what happened what she do for a living now that she's no longer running with this group I don't know we never really talked about that she was uh, she was a farmhand back home um, I'm not sure what she's been doing since she's been out here mm. Um, I know that she had a lot of money to burn, but I'm not sure exactly what she was doing. We kind of had a falling out, and when she broke away from her boyfriend, uh, I guess she wanted to reconnect, and that's why we came out here. You mentioned this during the questioning? Yes, yes. And yet they didn't seem interested. That seems odd. Well, that's why I was in there for so long. The the head guy, uh, 
Gossman or Gosler or Gosling or whatever his name is. Right. He, he only asked me a few basic questions uh, and then left. I guess there, you know, the records show that, you know, when I, I just checked in uh, today. So I guess I don't know if they believe me or I mean, I was as, I was as honest as possible. You know, unfortunately, we haven't spoken in a few years. So there's a lot about her I don't know anymore. Right. <clears throat> you remember this boyfriend of hers name? I want to say it was Wade. You ever met him? No. Did you ever tell you anything about him that might stand out? I mean, like the way he looks? Yeah. Yeah. Any no. kind of no. distinguishing he's, characteristic. He's from Hexley proper. Um, that's where they met. And, uh, you know, she spent a lot of time trying to convince us that he was a good guy. And the first night when he showed up, when she showed up with a black eye, my boyfriend at the time wanted to go confront him, and that's when they left. Mm. What was he involved with that you disagreed? He was just a thug from what I heard. Mm. Again, I never met him. But if you were to ask around Hexley, I can't remember his last name, but you know, if you were to ask around Hexley, you know, a lot of bar fights and late-night gambling, cheating while he's gambling. He's like a bully. Right. You think he could have found his way out here and murdered her for leaving him? That's kind of what I figured, but without ever actually meeting him, I, I wouldn't even know what he looks like. All right. So close to a winner. Oh, so, we're so close. I cannot wait for the Warhammer episode to watch you draw shit. Can't wait. Yes, yes. Um, all right, so the contest is over. Um, are we doing anything for Thanksgiving? How far away is Thanksgiving? Let's find out. Oh, my God, dude. I think it's like two weeks from now. As you listen to this, it is November 15th. The 28th is Thanksgiving. All right, so we're, we're just under two weeks. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to eat spotted dick. I am open to the idea of going on Amazon, excuse me, and ordering some spotted dick and Vegemite. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, because spotted dick is what? Canadian? Uh, no, that's... Um, I know, it's European. It's, yes. uh, it's from Britain. It's an English thing, isn't it? Yes. <clears throat> so we should do three things. Um, we should do spotted dick, Vegemite, and something Canadian. Maple syrup. And maple syrup. What do you think Newfies eat? Unborn children. <laughs> That's what I think. They're just complete savages. We have... Uh, They're like the Native Americans of Canada. Yes. Simpsons spotted dick, 10.2 ounces mm-hmm. at 22.95. Wow. Which equates to 2.25 an ounce. Uh, thank you for the breakdown. That's good. It gets 60 reviews at four and a half stars. And what is Spotted Dick again? It's a, I'm glad you asked. It's a wonderfully delicious cake dotted with sultans. Sultans? Sultanas. Sultanas? Sultanas? It's flavored with cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. 
It's traditionally heated and served with a warm custard. Oh, boy. It's been made in Manchester since 1910. For as old as England is, I would think that it would have been a little more like of an aged dish. It's only been made. This has only been around since 1910. According to Amazon. Okay. Let's look at some of the reviews. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Most of these reviews are people buying it as a joke. I want to review. This is a joke gift for a friend. Funny name. Funny gift item. Now, I want the review that says, had this at my Thanksgiving dinner. Here we go. I think I found it. The grandkids loved it. Delicious and filling. Mm -hmm. The sponge cake was moist. Flavorful and filling. It goes great with Earl Grey tea. I will definitely buy more of this product in the future. Okay. Five stars. Hard to find good dick in a can. (laughs) Wow. Oh, all right. I got this product as a surprise gift for my brother. Knowing how delighted he would be to have a little spotted dick in a can, I'm sure it was greatly appreciated. Ooh. What do you got? Five stars. Tasty. Nice texture. Ugh. <laughs> that just... Uh... <laughs> Let's look at some of the one stars. Okay. I've got one ready for you. Oh, okay. Hit me up. Uh, one star. Yuck. <laughs> Had high expectations from my English friends and family. Not a good choice at all if you're trying spotted dick for the first time. Find another place to try it or make it at home. This canned version is made like a brick with way too much spice and sugar. No amount of milk will help. It was also extremely dry, which was odd since it had been stored in a can even when served with custard as tradition calls for. Ended up only eating the custard. It was delicious. Flavor not that good. One star. It was easy to cook and open. This got one star because of taste. It was easy to cook and open. Even easy to get out of the can. Amazingly, it smelled great, but that's as far as it went. It tasted nasty. Don't buy it for taste. If you want a funny joke because of the name, then have fun, but that is it. Perfect. So we're going to go with Spotted Dick. Here's the last one. Uh, One star. Do not recommend. Vile tasting and gross texture. Do not recommend. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, let's do that one. Yeah. Okay, so Spotted Dick is in. What was the second thing you said? Vegemite. Uh, Vegemite. For our Australian friends. How do you even fucking spell that? Uh, V-E-G-E-M-I-T-E. We can get a two-pack of 220 grams for $14.99. Here's Vegemite in a tube. Concentrated yeast extract? No, I'm not eating that. Come on. Nope. Ah, here's one with 98 reviews. It's all yeast extract. That's what Vegemite is. Think about how much stuff you love that has yeast in it. We're just taking that and distilling it down to its purest form. Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see the one-star reviews. 
Oh, I'm in. I, I just need the first one. One star from Ann B. Bad form. Received old, quote-unquote, leftover Olympic Games stock. Bad form. No way to treat Aussie expats. I'm in. Excellent. Best before date is four months away. Uh, and I think for uh, our Canadian friends to the north, maybe I'll get a, a six-pack of Labatt Blue. Sure. It's a great hockey beer. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. When I used to watch the Senators, uh, um, the hockey team, I used to drink lots of Labatt Blue. I think maybe we want to watch like a Canadian team. We could watch like the Habs versus the Canucks. The Ottawa Senators. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we'll work out the kinks for Thanksgiving. Yes, we have two weeks. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Dyson Pipes radio program, even though nobody listens to this half of it. I'm convinced. Um, maybe we should do something on this back half. This is for us, I think. Yeah. yeah. Work out the kinks in our relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is like our therapy. <laughs> Yep. Uh, all right. Well, if you listen to this first, tune in to the Warhammer 40K and find out if you are a winner. I'm going to get busy living or get busy dying. Better get busy with your artistic hand. Two old people. Uh, <laughs> stay home because Brian's handing out executions. Two Zippo lighters. Dude, if only they were able to have endless fuel. To spot a dick. I can't wait. In a can. Nothing like dick in a can. To cream pies. Mm-mm. Given, not receiving. <laughs> to dice. <And> pipes. <coughs> Fucking Sam, man. <coughs> Just try to get it all out. I'm trying. <coughs> not... Now that last phlegm is bitter. No, <coughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> you know what it was? I was drinking the whiskey. I was fine. I sipped the coffee, and it was straight downhill. I think it was like too sugary sweet. Let me go back. To... <clears throat> okay. That would that was a mighty gulp that you just took. That wasn't. Uh... No, I think that suppressed it. <clears throat> okay, let me. Uh... <clears throat>